Today's format is going to be slightly different to the norm. There's no breaks and we're going to chat right the way through. We still have brunch though, of course, because this is Brunching with Bradley. I'm so honoured to be bringing this absolute powerhouse of a human onto the show today. In honesty, I haven't seen this guest in years, but thankfully this podcast has brought us back together and I cannot wait to hear the journey she has been on. I know it has been a struggle, but she's here braver and stronger than ever to tell the tale. It's the incredible Katie, everyone. Hi, Brad. Hi, hey, Katie. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm, 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 it's so weird. Like we were just literally saying before we started recording that it's been eight years since school. Can you believe it? No, I will. No, I can't. No, I can't. I, I, I feel too old. I feel very <laughs> old now. <laughs> it just, it, it honestly feels like a lifetime ago that we were just like in maths, like, um, um, oh, like, no. like just absolute taking the mickey out of everything we could because I just couldn't, I couldn't like tolerate the teachers and I just was like, I don't know how to do numbers. Oh, and, God, no. Maths. Oh, oh cool. Like C1 and C2. Was, oh, my God. Like, I haven't thought of that for a long time. Oh, oh was one thing but then you didn't even get to enjoy c3 and c4 oh no i know i definitely i enjoyed my big u my ungraded though (laughs) (laughs) that's all right i got that the second year brad i got that the second isn't it impossible though like people just oh it's it's stupid i don't understand what happened to mass it's more like it's more number it's not no more numbers it's more like alphabetical literally literally i'm oh i honestly i got to a point and i was i had revised so hard for those exams and i think i ended up getting like 13 out of 120 or something i was like what the hell happened Uh, in my c4 exam i just sat there the whole time i just didn't even answer really (laughs) i'd get i'd get i gave up before i walked in so i was just like no i'm just gonna chill for an hour and a half you know what? So, I think yeah. I just think your brain has got to be wired like in a certain way to understand half the things yeah. that you talk about and and in that course because yeah, so especially people. But... You didn't do further maths as well, did you? Oh Christ, no. No. Christ, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I definitely, I, I, yeah. Anyway, enough about maths because it was a rough time for me. <laughs> um, I know it was. But how how's lockdown been for you? Like I know that we're slowly coming out of it now, but um, but like just, just so everyone knows that's listening, like me and Katie haven't caught up in years. So when I reached out to her to this podcast, I was it was a bit of like a brave move on my part because I was like, oh god, like she might just think I'm like like poaching almost. But I like I'm genuinely <laughs> want to catch up. Like it's things like this when you've got some more time as well on your hands and you're at home, yeah. you can just like have this catch up session and. Again, like so grateful that you're here to catch up. But how's lockdown? How's lockdown been for you? Um, you know what? It's not been too terrible. At first, I think every like everyone, everyone was sort of scared and not sure what's going to happen. Um, it wasn't actually too bad because um, I probably will talk about it in, yeah. in a bit. But obviously, I've been through a time where I haven't been able to go out or see people or so I've been stuck in a house in one place for over 100 days before and that was worse because you didn't have like your family around you or you weren't you was very sort of restrict I was very restricted what I was allowed to do so I didn't find it too bad and in fact it's brought me closer to sort of my family and it's given me a chance to reflect on myself and how I want to be in life not how I portray myself I should be that's great so, so the, fo- the focus has shifted almost even though it's a similar situation it's a different sort of focus now instead yeah 
yeah, it's a different sort of focus. I think everyone's had a chance to sort of re like reevaluate themselves. And whereas I've always struggled with my own eating disorder and my body image and yeah. anorexia, I've always struggled with that. And I've sort of through lockdown, it got hard because I couldn't get out to the gym. I couldn't go and do the yeah. exercise. And like everyone, you do put on those few pounds and I have sort of gained a, some weight that should be gained for me but I was all I, I just was so against it and when it's, it's the way your head it's the way your head's wired yeah right? yeah, yeah where, where your head's wired and at the time I was I just I didn't want to put on weight and that's my biggest fear and then it, it's it's happened just because you're not doing the walking around of and course and then it was I I want I, part of me wanted to just starve myself again but then I thought actually no what why, why what is the problem of actually looking healthy? Yeah. So throughout lockdown, I've managed to rewire my brain to try and accept myself. That's such a that's that. that's such a positive thing to hear. That yeah. like in in what has been such a negative um, time for so many, like like you said, you you've unfortunately gone through that um, little thought process. But the fact that you've been able to say no to yourself and think, hang on. Like this is actually a this is actually okay for me to put on a few pounds. It's okay for me to um, to eat and and realizing the reasons this is happening. Because like you said, you can't be as active as you normally are. You're not doing the everyday walking around and stuff. No, it's just the little things like that. Getting up, getting out of bed, sort of walking out, yeah, the job, walking about. That's that's all active lifestyle. And dropping that is just um, yeah. So the first couple of weeks were a bit hard because I was sort of like everyone you just want to do the normal things but you can't but yeah. then after about a month or so I thought you know what what is the point in hating myself for the rest of my life when things like this there's a pandemic going on in the world what could be next we don't know something more deadly who exactly. knows it's like it's like the zombie films I was literally just gonna say <laughs> that, we, that we were just talking about it coming to life except this virus is a bit different yeah. <laughs> luckily no one's eating any brains you know? <laughs> not yet not yet but who knows who knows brad so yeah that's kind of my re reflection on it and it's given me time to think actually no i don't want to look like that i want to be Good. more i want to have a healthy lifestyle so balance so everything that's going on i'm sure a lot of people feel the pressure to eat healthy go to the gym this that the other because there's so much out there on instagram on facebook oh yeah and and yeah, that is good, but you can't dedicate your whole life to just doing that. You have got to live it as well. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I. Uh, we will talk about what we've actually got for brunch in a second because I forgot that part today. <laughs> I was like, I just want to catch up, and then I forgot the brunch part. Yeah. But like, like even last night, I, I sat down and I was like, do you know what? I just fancy like a burger and chips. I'm, I'm actually vegetarian now. I don't know if you knew, but I. Oh I, no, I didn't know you changed veggie. Yeah, so I've been 17 months now. I've been a vegetarian, so um, it's been, it's been like. I love I love it I don't think I'll ever go back to meat like I absolutely love the vegetarian lifestyle but like last night I was like you know what I'm just gonna have like I have some plant-based burgers in the fridge and some like fries and I was like you know what I want it I know it's a Thursday night and you should wait for the weekend but who the hell's telling me that like I don't care I'm gonna have it <laughs> exactly exactly so are you still vegetarian not well kind of I right. mean I was vegetarian for ages like from I'm, I remember frowning on it at school. I remember being like, "Why?" Yeah, it was <laughs> from like age nine. But then um, through um, 
what I went for. I've, I've developed some allergies, so oh, right, I've got, okay. a bit of a de- got a bit of a dairy intolerance. Not very right. good with that. And nuts. Um, so I can't really get much protein, but I've I've started to eat chicken, and I think that's as far as I go with meat. But yeah. I, uh, I just thought, you know what, I like chicken, so yeah. I'm not going to deprive myself of it. No, you like it, have it. Who the hell cares, right? <laughs> but then again, I do like veggie food still. I still eat veggie food as well, so it's just a bit of both. In my opinion, when I'm like when I'm talking to people about because people do genuine as, as much like especially as it's becoming more mainstream the vegetarian like food industry people genuinely seem interested in it and like i don't i think the main thing is to not preach about it to not like make it seem like as long as you are eating it in moderation in my opinion you're doing a good job like you are you're making a difference so even just controlling the amount of meat intake a little bit helps yeah no no that's um that's what i think as well because there's a lot of um like people used to frown on veganism and vegetarians and now they're frowning on the meat eaters and it's i just think it's if you want to if you want to be vegetarian you want to do that you really like like you're really into it you like the food then do it but if you still secretly inside want to eat meat then you should yeah (laughs) 100 100 (laughs) um on that note what do you have for brunch katie because obviously it's a brunching podcast so um have you brought anything for brunch today yeah i've got some um not not the most exciting brunch but i've got some some brown toast with uh mushrooms grilled mushrooms and tomatoes nice. are the tomatoes yeah. grilled as well yeah like the big ones oh, the i love the grilled tomato ones. oh, oh and so the big good. sort of portobello mushrooms Oh my god, that sounds a dream. I've um I've gone really it's like I'm I'm unhealthy every now and again and I here I am with my American pancake stack. I was like, screw it today. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into some um yeah, big fluffy American pancakes. It's something I've like known how to make pretty well since I was about sixteen. So whenever I feel like it, I'm like, oh yeah, let's have some cake for brunch, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I've never been able to make the American pancakes. Really? Yeah, no, I've never tried it. I've never really tried it. But I do, um, I do like to make uh, banana pancakes. So. Oh yeah! Have you ever had, uh, have you ever had pumpkin pancakes? No. Really no, good. You can only, you can only really get pumpkin puree in this country around ha- Halloween time because. Yeah, I was gonna say you can only really get it around Halloween. So when, when October comes, which actually isn't that far. No, it's not. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll send you my recipe. It's really good. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, so that's brunch covered. Um, we've like I've not. I've not done much preparation for this episode because like I said to you before, I want to almost give you the floor and um, talk us through what you want to talk us through. But I mean, when it comes to, if you want to introduce your story and go from wherever you want to go from, um, and I'll just interject wherever um, I have like a question or um, I'm curious about something, I think that'd be the best way to go with this. If that's good for you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't, um, yeah, I, I don't really know where to begin, but I suppose... Um, well, let's start. I mean, I met you while we were in school, so let's start in school. What what okay. was the situation there? We'll go from around, sort of, yeah, around from college time. Yeah. Um, so college, I'm pretty sure, as the same as school, it wasn't the greatest of times for self-confidence, I don't think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's always, it was always a thing, probably... Um, probably since I was about nine I was comparing myself a lot 
Um, and obviously that's when I switched to being a vegetarian because I was already sort of starting to rule out foods. And, yeah. And then when I was, and then when we broke up for, so any sort of lunch I'd take to school would be binned and anything I would eat during the day I'd count I'd do I'd have behaviors to try and get rid of it and this is all going on behind friends and everything nobody knew nobody knew I didn't think I had a problem I didn't think I had a problem um and I was also tackling depression at the time but I didn't know it it wasn't until my parents saw my scars that they got me to see someone um and this was over the three-month break from when we left school going into college yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. so yeah that was a pretty horrible time for me and that was when I first started to drop a lot of weight um so I I did see someone I did see someone um and I did I saw her right up until I was 18 and she just discharged me because I got one period back but after that I didn't get any more so yeah the the mental health support back then wasn't great so went through college just hating everything not really enjoying it hence probably why I didn't do so great in maths Um, (laughs) don't worry I'll remind you I got a year in my first year so you did better than me (laughs) yeah but then once um once I left college I did apply to go to uni I did get in but I didn't go I stayed at my part-time job at Morrison's which then became full-time because I wanted the money and um, then I decided I've I've got out and I applied for a load of um, jobs going out there um, apprenticeships on the gov website and I I went to a few interviews got offered a few jobs and turned them down because I just wasn't sure and then I finally found one that I wanted to do and that's for an insurance MGA in Chelmsford so I joined there um, when I was 19 and it was great it was all going great that year that 2015 was a good year it was a good year because I'd landed a job and things were going well then they got rid of the apprenticeship made me full-time it was only in 2016 that things just started to slide um I don't know what happened um I think it was just friendships that were up in the air and also I was in a pretty toxic relationship at the time right and I think it was from from around March April 2016 I just stopped eating like I just really restricted myself because it wasn't really the fact that I was trying to lose weight. I just thought that I wasn't allowed to eat. And Do you think that I was would... related to like the stress of the friendships and the mm. relationships and stuff? Yeah, I just didn't want to eat. I just didn't think I was allowed to eat. Didn't feel worthy of eating. Um... So to what extent were you not... Um, obviously, any questions I ask, Katie, if you, if you, don't, if you don't want to answer, that's fine. But I'm, I, I'll ask and I... I, I feel that we've got a good enough relationship for you to tell me I don't want to ask yeah, that no, question so, <laughs> um but yeah so what so you said that you stopped eating to what how much were you eating a day so um in the morning I was eating uh three dried apricots 
and then this was like early in the morning because I yeah. would get up and I'd go to work early so that right. I could hide not eating. And throughout throughout the day, I might sort of some days I'd eat half a Weight Watchers yogurt, the tiny ones, but most days not. Um, and then come home and have some salad and half a slice of corn chicken, and right. that's it. Okay. Um, so definitely, just, definitely not really enough to be functioning on. Like considering you no, were working as well, and no, not enough at all, and. Um, and some days it was less than that. Some days it was nothing. So I'd go a couple wow. of days without eating. Um, so yeah, over summer and that, um, I remember going, it was quite a warm summer. I remember going away with my parents down to our um, holiday home that we had with their nice. friends. And what makes me sad about it is we went for a, we went to the quay and I was still okay to drink alcohol, but I would make it, the drinks last yeah because yeah but we had a all i had to eat was a few bits like a chicken salad but after i'd eaten that i made myself walk around the marina so walk about sort of forty thousand steps just because i was so scared that that salad was gonna make me huge because i shouldn't have eaten it or something and i couldn't actually enjoy that holiday and then after that going after that 2016 summer that's when I declined. I think I lost right up to before Christmas. Still going to work, still driving, not seeing any sort of professionalists. Um, I lost my weight drop from seven and a half stone to just under four stone. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it was not good times. Um, I remember at Christmas I thought, I was so sort of buzzed to get to Christmas because I thought I wasn't going to be around for the next Christmas. Really? Yeah. And to be honest, at that time, I didn't want to be around. So I made that Christmas very special. I spent a lot of money on people because I just thought I was going to die. And that was what I wanted at the time. Wow. Um, So, yeah, it wasn't the best of times, really. It was my brother's 18th, which was spoiled because everyone that came obviously saw how poorly I was. I couldn't see it myself. I couldn't see it. I could feel it because I couldn't walk. I couldn't get out of bed, but everyone else saw it. And that was um, just his 18th was spoiled with people worrying about me. So when, when you say that you couldn't see it, is that because you see from someone who hasn't, hasn't been through what you've been through, I, the only reference I have is like reading and watching um, shows and movies and documentaries about eating disorders and body dysmorphia is is it literally looking in the mirror and seeing something that you're not is that literally what it comes down to or is that is that just a false depiction of what body dysmorphia is um yeah it's it was it's crazy because I look back on the pictures now of how I was and I think oh my god how did you still think you were big because yeah. I can see your you don't even have a bum you've got a bones everywhere so it's quite crazy because at the time your head is convincing you and when you get so underweight your brain stops working so you see things in a more distorted way than you would at a higher weight right so yeah and it was awful it was a massive fuzz I mean from boxing day onwards um I went downhill to the point where I couldn't 
be do I couldn't do anything myself. I can't really remember it, but my parents had to shower and bathe me. I had um and then they I decided to say actually no I wanna get some help because I can't do this to them. Yeah. So we went to see an eating disorder specialist, my nurse who I'm still who I still catch up with today. Um obviously phone calls because we don't can't see each other because of covid yeah um and all i remember was walking into the room talking trying to talk because i couldn't that's the thing i couldn't even speak because it was slurred she weighed me bmi of under 10 and then straight away i was off in the ambulance really yeah i can't really remember much but we waited in a and e for 15 hours to try and because she wanted to get me into Broomfield just to be in general until she could get me to a um, eating disorder clinic. But um, because my, because my, um, because I couldn't do in any deeper results, like the sort of test testing, they could only do my blood pressure and blood. And because my bloods were showing sort of normal levels of some things, they wouldn't admit me, although when I had further sort of ECGs and that, it was showing that my heart was actually about to give up. Wow. Yeah, and that was when I, so I went home and I was on bed rest. So I had strangers come into my house every day to make sure I was still alive, just taking test results and then I had the ECG and it was like, my parents did think they were gonna have to bury me. So I can't remember this. All I remember was trying to get out of bed and everything was just hurt. It it hurt, it hurt. And it's horrible. It was horrible. Um, then sort of three days after having three days of bed rest, I got told um, I'd only have one more day at home before going off to an eating disorder clinic in Norwich. And my God, that was, that was hard to sort of, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I'll go for a month and I'll be back. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. I remember showing, I remember going there and, oh, it was, um, it was a crazy time. It was a crazy, crazy time. It, it took me a long time to adjust to the fact that I've got to actually stay there. I'm guessing so, this is something that you had to fully agree to as well. It's not so, like they can't force oh, you, yeah. that, right? You have to be compliant as well. Well, it was either agree to go to this clinic or they would have sectioned me and I would have been tube fed. Wow. Yeah. So, and you, and, and you, were, you were literally given those options, were you? Like, that is yeah. that's one or the other. It's like, you can go and try and do this yourself or you're going to be put on a section. Wow. So, I, my parents, they were like, no, okay, you just go to the clinic, try and, try and do your best. So yeah, I went to clinic. I can't really remember the first couple of months because my brain wasn't working properly. But I do remember the first night there and I was sharing a room with someone who was very poorly like I was. Um, And two days later, she got taken by the ambulance because um, her heart failed. So I don't, I think she died. And yeah, so... It was very hard, but then again, but things did start to get better. After a couple of months, I um, started to try and follow my meal plan. Yeah. Um, Cause you have to go, th- you have to 
it was a very strange it was a bit like school brad it was a bit like school so you'd have to get up and down for your meds because they were putting they did put me on all these different meds which wasn't fun i did feel a bit guinea pigged at first um you'd get up get down for your meds by eight and then breakfast was at quarter past eight and you have to go and sit at a table and eat the food, be watched by someone, so you'd have a soup, like a support worker each side. Yeah. But around other people as well. So how many I people were in, how many people were in this um, clinic? It was a clinic, right? You referred to yeah, it. I was quite lucky because it was a house. It was a okay. house, like a new market house. I was very lucky to be there, although at the time I didn't feel like it. It wasn't. It still wasn't nice, but it was one of the nicer. On reflection, it's you could have yeah, been a lot worse, right? Yeah, because it had a garden. It was like a house, and um, the bedrooms were nice. It wasn't like a hospital environment. I had an you had an art room. There was um downstairs lounge. It was very sort of homely. Right. But there was um. It took a maximum of ten girls. Um. Yeah, ten people, ten girls. So it wasn't a lot of people, but um, I went in. The thing is, I went in there with no behaviours whatsoever and came out with so many. It's and crazy to think. What, I just, just because I don't know what, so what do you mean by behaviours? So the way you eat. So, um, for example, we'd have our breakfast, then we'd have to have a snack, then we'd have lunch, then we'd have a snack, then we'd have supper. Right, and they used to do the hot meals at lunchtime, and supper would be like sandwich or a wrap. But for example, at hot meals, um, people would pick out individual grains of rice, and they would separate it. and And I ended up picking up these behaviours because it's like, oh, they're that's how you do it. Then, and for example, the wraps in the evening. Oh, it's so weird to think about it now because I don't eat like that anymore. <laughs> um, so say you've got a wrap. The, the girls, I got into the habit of picking part every single part of the wrap. Really? To eat it. And it used to take two hours. Two hours. Yeah, because to try and make the food you're eating look as less, less as possible. And yeah. I mean, for months there, I've refused to eat. So wow. it was, it's weird going from being so safe with your food and then having to eat stuff that you're so scared of. I was so scared at the time. I was just so scared. And it was like every sort of anorexic's worst nightmare, having to eat full fat this, full fat that, oily stuff, sugar, um yeah it was weird it was weird um but in, but apart from the food so once I sort of got my head around the food and spoke to the horrible head nurse and psychologist <laughs> they put me on a slightly different <laughs> I hated her um a slightly different meal plan and I managed to sort of get myself around it, it there was it, it was still very hard very hard to face the food but um taking the food aside of it there was a lot more that went on so what was hard to get used to was the fact that after eating, you have to be watched for a certain amount of time. Okay. And for quite a while, I was watched going to the toilet, 
really? showering, all that personal stuff. So that was very hard to get used to. But then when I come home, it was weird having to get unused to it. Because I, I remember when, as soon as I come home, I'd be like, can I go to the toilet, mum? She'd be like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want me to leave the door open? She was like, no, I do not. <laughs> so, it's, all them, it's all those things. But, but whilst I was there, I actually kind of found myself. Because the first, first few months, I kept myself to myself. I didn't want to do anything. I think quite a lot of the time, I would go and hide at meal times. Really? <laughs> they even phoned the police out on me once. They thought I'd run away, but actually I was hiding in... I was hiding in a wardrobe upstairs because I didn't want to go and eat my uh, tuna wrap. <laughs> but yeah, taking that aside, I did, um, my confidence started to come out once I got my strength back. Yeah. And you start to realise who's important in your life and what's important in your life. So, um, yeah. Um, what would you what would you what would they fill your days up with would it literally just be yeah it would be groups so you'd have oh yeah i started talking about it. so it'd be breakfast and you'd have um supervision and then you'd have group a third one two groups and it'd be lunch then you'd have a third group and then you'd have your spare time break and then it'd be supper and then it would be supervision and then any sort of thing else you want to do. So the groups would range from things like mindfulness, um, uh, goal setting, body image. Um, I can't remember. We did have this one weird guy that came in to read to us quite a bit. And it was oh, okay. a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, with yoga. I enjoyed yoga, music, right. art. Things like that. Just keeping um, your keeping your mind's occupied, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, anything to keep us sort of try kind of occupied. Um, what was another mass art? Every actually no Wednesdays. Every Wednesday was like a free day because we could get visitors if we could, but I never did because it's too far away for my visitors to come. We'd have a, a massage, and my God, getting a massage every week on like was the best part I can imagine. it was so great that was probably one of the, the high that the art room and the garden there were the best things about it i remember yeah. seeing pictures on your instagram of you in the garden and you always looked so like that you look like you were in your like happy place there like that seemed yeah. to be like a bit of a resort for you yeah although they used to tell me off because i was only allowed in the lower garden i wasn't allowed to walk up to the back garden because i was burning too many calories apparently really yeah, no, it was so restrictive. I wasn't allowed to stair access for a uh, good two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. And they, I, I, I got told off for playing swing ball as well. It no way. My, it wasn't on my, <laughs> it wasn't on my sort of plan. Cause you have a, every week you'd go and have a review of what you're allowed to do. And for weeks and weeks and weeks, I wanted to go out with my parents, but they said, no, they wouldn't let me go for a drive with my parents um it took 115 days i only know all these days and dates because i kept a journal whilst i was in there did you that's amazing yeah from from day one i kept a journal um just writing about the day uh, so i've got 224 days worth of journaling wow still still above my head on my shelf but oh. yeah it's really it's really there's so much to talk about it really i just want to know what you want to know about it yeah, I mean, I just, I, for me, it really is um, just 
hearing here because obviously you you know that people go through it and even the fact that I knew you in school like I you've still gone through this chunk of time um and and I I, I am clueless to so many things when it comes to it and it's such a broad topic and we're literally just going to touch on it today but still to um hear hear your story and hear that you got to a point where you you felt like I don't want my parents to have to go through this that sounds like that was your turning point am I right yeah that was my turning point and also in clinic it got to a point where I was refusing too many meals that it um that it, if I wouldn't eat my meals, I I remember family came up to see me. Sorry, I'm getting a bit upset. No, it's okay. Take your time. Family Take came up time. to see me one day. Uh, okay. <laughs> family came up to see me one day, and because I didn't finish my meal, they got turned away, and I weren't allowed to see them. And that was so hard. Like yeah. hearing their voices, and then hearing the bitch nurse come out and say she didn't finish her food. Sorry, I'm sorry she's not well enough to see you today and I'm in the other room crying my eyes out and it was like it was horrible it was really horrible I mean I went, like, there was some really horrible times yeah I I went through I could, like, as much as I'm I'm not um I can't relate with you on a lot of things with this but I do relate with you on that turning point moment that you're talking about because I went through um a really rough I'm yet to talk about this on this podcast because um I want to wait I want to wait until I feel like I'm in a good like place to talk about it on here but I went through um a really rough point uh in September last year uh and I it was it was quite a long period of time that I was feeling um extremely anxious about everything um just in a very 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 low place and uh again I didn't realize I was going through depression I was depressed and I was going through a depression um because you tell yourself that, that I, I I'm not depressed like I, that's not me I'm always like yeah no. uh, people constantly Bubbly telling me happy, exactly yeah. people are always telling me you're like life is the soul of the party you're um like the confident bubbly one um but it just got to a point where I just was I hit such a low point and um I didn't like my parents had spoken to me about like going to get therapy or see someone and it wasn't until my dad said to me I don't know if I'm he said I'm getting to a point where I feel like I'm going to come home one day and you're going to be dead um because I was I was fretting so much about again some people they'll probably think oh he's so attention seeking but as much as I I'll be honest I never followed through with that and when I went when I did seek medical attention it was um the doctor said to me have you ever tried anything and like to to kill yourself and I said to her no and she literally I was quite shocked at her response because she said why she said why why are you why are these thoughts going through your head and you're not and I said because I don't want to do that to my parents I don't want to do that to my friends I don't want to I like I, I don't I don't necessarily care about myself right now but I do care about the people around me and the people that care about me um but hearing my dad say to me like he was he was preparing himself every day to come home and find me dead wasn't yeah like that was like a real yeah no I completely relate to that Brad it's not nice is it no because um, it's... it's not nice to hear that because then you feel like even worse because you're like wait why am I doing this why am I feeling bad because now I'm making other people feel bad exactly. like I don't know what to do because I feel crap like I mean it... I would never yeah no it's horrible and I'm, I'm, I'm I look forward to hearing about your story because um 
it is hard to talk about like for years and years and years we hid it from my family my family didn't know and then it wasn't until it was so blatantly obvious they found out and they my parents they came to my parents they're like why didn't you come to us and they were like well Katie didn't want us to she didn't she didn't want us to yeah but then I but then I decided that actually no I'm going to be open about it because if I can't be open about it there's something about you've got to be yourself why don't be anyone else but yourself so why yeah that's why I decided to keep like posting on my Instagram and I know people from I know I'm I'm sure people probably looked at him like oh what the fuck like sorry I'm not probably not allowed to swear no you're allowed to swear I don't care oh oh god (laughs) god Oh. everyone does um, this i've got to start sending out a thing before being like you can swear because every single person does it they're like oh am i allowed to swear i'm like yeah i don't care <laughs> yeah so a lot of people were like oh what the fuck attention seeking so i did get a lot of abuse from that but then again it's it's just it's sometimes good for yourself to be open about it because then yeah. you start to accept it it's your story it's your journey it's nobody else's business like and that's how I felt as well even when I've been getting so into like my um like fitness recently because I on the other end of the spectrum that we're talking about I had put on um about four stone in a year um so I went the other way um and I weirdly I I couldn't see myself putting on that amount of weight um and then I started feeling very unhealthy and like struggling to walk like um it wasn't to the point where it was like I don't, it wasn't a medical condition necessarily but I just it's just re- that sluggish yeah, yeah and I I just re-eva- I just thought I need to reevaluate my life and I just like got on I just got on like the fitness train and I mean I'm not I, by no means like the healthiest person in the world like I'm I'm probably gonna order a pizza tonight because I fancy it but, yeah, <laughs> like, but I don't care like I, I still I go for my runs like every week I do long walks um and and the reason I said all that was like relating back to what we were saying is that I if I want to put on Instagram I literally said this in the last podcast that if, if I want to put this on Instagram I'll put it on Instagram if I want to shout from the rooftops I'm gonna shout from the rooftops it's none of your if you don't like it meet me like it's none it's none of your business if you don't like it right yeah exactly it's like if you don't like it then just don't read it just yeah. just unfollow me you don't yeah. have to you don't have to like it no <laughs> so I think everybody themselves every single human in this world has a book I feel like every human is a book so they have different chapters of their life they have different ups they have different downs so and not everybody reads the same books do they no. everybody has a different view of books different types of books have favorite some people like romance some people like thriller some people like sad so that's what exactly. I've learned to. Anyway, I feel like I'm just chatting and chatting and chatting. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this. It's literally just supposed to be like a catch up. That's what, that's what I wanted. Yeah. To be. But, um, but what, so jumping back into um, your like, the journey you were on. So how, so you were at the clinic for how long? At the clinic? Um, oh, literally just after beginning of January to end of August okay so eight eight nine months eight i don't know how many months that eight yeah about months. nine months then yeah and um, and so and you so then you came home and lived with your parents right yeah so once i'd sort of got through well i just the thing is i i discharged myself um okay. i got to because we had a goal i said i wanted to get to um this weight 
and it was the five and a half stone. I said, I want to get to that. And then that's because they said, because they say you have Dane, like your BMI is at a different level and they'll have a BMI that they will let you go outpatient for. Right. So I can't remember what the BMI was, but, and because I was doing my meal plan, I was functioning and I was mentally uh, stable. I don't know what that's called. I had mental capacity. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, you had impr- your yeah. your your mentality had improved from when you went in. Yeah, exactly. It improved and improved to the point that I literally just got. I was fed up with the place. I I used to piss off down the pub most of the time. I, um, yeah, there, there was a pub round the corner from where my uh, clinic was, and I oh Brad, by the end of it, it just got too much. It got to because every monday you'd have um it, it was called support group so everyone in the house all the staff support workers would come together in the room and you talk about uh i don't know it should have been for things like oh can we get some different towels or can this is broken or just like a chat basically like checking in yeah yeah just like things to improve the place but then it became really bitchy and people and so there was a box so if you wanted it to be anonymous things would go you'd write stuff and then put it in the box and this one girl there had something against me from the very very beginning and um (laughs) oh don't don't it it got to it was 30 degree heat brad 30 degree heat and someone had put in the box um they don't like the fact that people are, are wearing shorts because it's triggering to them yeah. and I was thinking yeah so they were saying to me that I'm not allowed to wear my dungarees that I, I loved wearing because I'm triggering other people but I'm sorry I was trying to express my own body like trying to be happy with it yeah. I wasn't happy I'm trying to overheat like more importantly <laughs> yeah exactly and they said to me if you went out on the street like that people would look at you and be disgusted and I'll never forget that I will never forget that that was the turning point for me and also when she just always used to put things in the box and it got too much once at a group meeting I just I used to record them actually on my phone really I probably got it for me I just got up shouted at her right in her face swore at her swore at the head nurse swore at other people went to go went and actually physically hurt her yeah and then just stormed out the back door to the pub so yeah it got too much and people's behaviors it's very hard when you're in there with one thing and there's other people in there with other things as well so like bulimia um there's it's not nice going to go use the blue and and there's sick down it or walking in on someone throwing up on themselves definitely um it was not nice and in a place that you're trying to get better it reached a point where i felt like i was going to relapse if i was there any longer so yeah i can imagine that i'm just assuming that people would have judged you for discharging yourself and thought like why would you do that but obviously there's reasons in place like you like you said you made that calculated decision like i'm about to relapse if i stay in this place anymore because it's torturing you it was planned it was planned because the whole time i was there i didn't really get to go out and it was my discharge was kind of i said to them i said once i reach this weight i don't care what you say to me once i reach this safe weight i'm going i'm sorry i've got to go uh you've done the good part 
and you've mentally scarred me in other parts. Yeah. And if I stay here, I'm going to relapse. Yeah. So they planned, we planned it. So I started going out with my parents. Um, oh my God, it was so, like, I remember the first time going out with them. I was so excited. And it was like, it was crazy because that was the year that the new pound coin come, came out. I don't know okay. if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd, I'd never seen it. Because obviously I was in, I was in wow. there, so I never got to see a pound coin. I forgot my pin number because I've never even I didn't use my card. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. So I remember going out, and um, I think my mum was getting a bottle of water or something, and she pulled out like these this change, and I was like in the queue, I was like, oh my god, is that the new pound coin? And everybody, everyone just was like looking at me. They were, I was just like, why did oh shit, yeah, no, they they're used to this. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's the small thing. It things. was great. It was great. And then one of the days, we didn't, it was totally unplanned. But one day, one day I was like sort of allowed out. It's Pride in Norwich. So nice. I went out on Pride Day and it was absolutely brilliant. And oh. once I started getting out and seeing what life's about, it made me want to leave more, especially after. And, and I used to go down like with my little, yeah, when I used to go down the pub around the corner, the beehive, it was called. I made up a name about myself. I made up my name, made up a story. Yeah. And it was great to just not be me for that. That was like an escape for me. Yeah. So I'd go there, I'd take my book and whatever. And, and it got to the point that they were giving me free drinks. So I wasn't going to complain. No. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, I can't remember what you're talking about now, Brad. What was the question? Well, so, so, so I just was asking. So when I discharged myself, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I was going out and that. And then we planned the home leave um, the week before I was going to be discharged. Uh, the okay. weekend before I was going to be discharged on the Tuesday. Yeah. And coming back home was hard because I, I wasn't too sure. I was like, I want to leave, but I don't know what home's going to be like because obviously that's where I have memories of everything. Yeah, I mean? I mean, it's where you were. It's where you were when you were in your worst place. So yeah. It- going back it could be triggering right like the whole thing oh yeah definitely but no I came home for that weekend and saw a bit more of life and saw caught up with people and I was just like you know what I'm so done with that place yeah I'm gonna do it but they said to me uh, in my CPA they said well we're not gonna give up your bed because we feel like you're gonna be back here in two weeks and here I am and you never went back here I am three nearly three years later that's amazing. Never. Not That's bad. amazing. So, yeah. Big fingers out to them arseholes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like, as much as, as much as you said there are those mental scars from that experience, do you still, I'm sure you still are so grateful that you went down that path and being, like you said, sectioned. And oh, cheap. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, as much as it was very hard in there, um, like being sort of restrained down pulled about this that the other and it was hard in those respects it was nice as well I, I, it sort of gave me confidence to be myself because I don't know if you remember me from school Brad I wasn't the most outgoing person I was quite sort of to myself and until yeah, like, I'd force you to be yeah. in like a zombie maze or come and like, and yeah. be in a con- like Harry Potter concert or something. 
Yeah, or like play a Russian person. Oh my like, god, ah! I watched that. I watched that the other day. So funny. <laughs> oh god, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch it, but <laughs> it actually, it actually got me to realise. You know what? This is me. Yeah, I'm happy for because like, I always I thought I hated myself. I thought I was weird. For years and years and years, I hated myself, and I thought people hated me. But then I realised, you know what? Not everyone likes any everyone. No. So. I'm, yeah, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I did go there, and I mean, I'm. I'm saying the people were horrible, but I'm talking about the ne- the head nurse uh, who ran the place. She didn't give a fuck about us. She used to piss really? off at three o'clock on a Friday, really? the whole weekend. Yeah, but no, it'd be the support workers there. Like, sort of. I mean, I I would love to meet up with some of the support workers there because one of them was like my mum from the start. She fought for me she could see my side point of view yeah and some of them were just so lovely and they put they put their life and soul into that they like they like they come for night shifts and if it weren't for them i it i wouldn't be here like yeah. i don't know where i'd be if it wasn't for them so it's not even the place itself it's the the, the support workers the people that apply to be that in that role so and and to like and to offer the like love and the kindness yeah. and the care that they can yeah. give people to help them recover yeah because there was so i was so scared to put on weight at the time i was constantly like i'm gonna put on weight i'm gonna put on weight i'm gonna put on weight i'm so scared to put on weight because we used to have to get weighed we used to have to strip down naked and get weighed every tuesday and thursday and it got to a point where i just i I thought they were lying to me and stuff. So I'm like, you're lying to me, you're lying to me. So they'd sort of indicate that I used to, they used to say to me, like, you're, you're not where you are. Honestly, you're far from where you think you are. You're yeah. far from it. Um, so yeah, if it wasn't for them, and I know a lot of people, even my parents really, um, they had doubts of me coming back. Um, I mean, it was quite hard coming home because I wanted to go out to the social things but I think my parents didn't want me to come with them because I still looked very sort of underweight and yeah in a way in a way it was like they felt ashamed still about it uh, I'm probably I'm no, probably worried how other people react because and and how that might affect you I imagine that might have been a part of it too I don't want to put words into your mouth but I like I I imagine like we you don't know how people are going to react to someone who doesn't look like what society calls the normal person so yeah um, i guess that was one of the oh yeah it was it was it was a horrible idea i did used to get comments all the time like i remember walking up the road and oh my god that's disgusting look turn around look really? at her legs look at her legs oh she looks disgusting or oh, why would you want to look like that and it's like hang on a minute <laughs> Yeah. As much as sort of big people get sort of known for getting horrible comments, so do. And what was annoying was the fact that I just wanted to turn around and be like, you don't know how fucking far I've come. You yeah. don't know what I've done. Oh. But you know what? You you know how far you've come. People, yeah. like you said, it, it's not about pleasing everyone. It's about, it's really just comes down to um, yeah. being, like knowing that your journey has taken you through what you've been through and like seeing and hearing what you have like achieved is just like the fact that 
that we might not have been able to have this conversation today if you hadn't taken yeah. the steps that you have is just so um so like fantastic and i just oh, i'm just so i'm so like happy that you are where you are um, but, yeah where i am now i'm in a good place um well i say good it's still ups and downs every day it's still hard but um still i've got a job doing back to work and seeing friends social this that the other so and living the life you should be living like that's the yeah that's the the most important thing exactly exactly i want to change looking to sort of change what i want to do in life and after lockdown obviously not well yeah (laughs) once covid sort of more in place yeah um yeah no it's uh it's all good it's all good and i would love to be able to get, i would love to sort of catch up with you in person oh definitely let's make it happen because like i said there's like i've i've like i've been through a weird year so it'd be great to like especially you i'm so like thank you so much for opening up to me on this podcast today and like and let's definitely have a catch up um especially if your boyfriend's in latchington like 100 percent, like it's yeah. done right so make yeah it we can meet in the red lion oh yeah <laughs> cheeky pint <laughs> yeah um but yeah anyways we'll we'll wrap it up but i just want to say thank you so much again for coming on being open and honest and telling your story um and yeah i can't thank you enough yeah no thanks for having me on brad and uh, i look forward to speaking to you again face to face (laughs) yeah exactly exactly well that was another episode of brunching with bradley don't forget to go and follow this podcast if you enjoyed it um new episodes every wednesday and sunday at 11 a.m come and be on fly on the wall and thank you so much again keep on brunching and bye for now bye